How are we doing, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Big D Podcast on the Spunky Spectrum Sports Network. I am back for my weekly contribution, a Sunday contribution. It is a special Sunday, indeed. We have conference championship weekend. I can't wait to get all uh, get all into it. But uh, first, make sure if you are um, new to the uh, channel or new to the show, uh, make sure you give us a, a subscription. Dylan would very much so appreciate it. Make sure you're uh, always getting back on YouTube and uh, hearing his all of his most recent content. He's putting stuff out on the daily. Uh, any sport you can think of, Dylan's covering it. So if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, like the video. You can also stream through Apple Music or Spotify uh, and make sure you follow the show along there and any streaming or music platform. Before we get too deep in, I have to bring on the host himself, the Big D, Mr. Dylan. How are you, sir? Oh, man, Alex, I'm great. Uh, ran a 5K replayed the uh, Everblades last time. I'm ready for a championship someday. Yeah, we uh getting off the ice and onto the gridiron, huh? Yep. All right. Well, you know, unless uh, not counting the flag football festivities of next week, we've got three more games of our NFL season. It is heartbreaking, but this is the this is where it gets exciting. This is the time. So let's get into it. First game on the slate for today, the San Francisco 49ers are traveling to Philadelphia to play the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, a lot of storylines here. Uh, Very, very overpowered offense versus probably the best defense in the NFL with not too shabby of an offense themselves. What are you looking for from this game, Dylan? Well, I do have a couple questions about this NFC Championship game. One... Uh, can Brock Purdy get over the rookie quarterback jinx on conference no. championship weekend? Because you probably know that because there have been four rookie quarterbacks who start on championship Sunday, and guess how many of them have won? Uh, I'm gonna say not too many. That would be zero. No, yeah. none of them. The the big difference is here, Dylan. How many of those rookie quarterbacks have had a defense as as strong as the San Francisco 49ers defense? I mean, it's just or, or Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel. Yeah. And I'm not too shabby of a head coach up there either. So uh, you know, it's definitely uh it's definitely gonna be I mean, it's what you're looking for for conference for conference championship weekend. I mean, you know. Two teams that throughout the season, I mean, San Francisco is starting off, you know, had some quarterback problems. Then they bring in McCaffrey. Then all of a sudden, Brock Purdy takes the reins. And, and all of a sudden, this team is is as good as we expected them to be, if not better. I mean, I know going into the season, the Miami Dolphins at one point owned the San Francisco 49ers first round draft pick. So I was rooting, rooting against them, rooting against them. They didn't look too hot starting off, but... Boy, am I glad we traded away that pick because, uh, you know, it's sure looking like it's going to be one of the last two, it seems like. But no, I mean, but then on the flip side, you got to look, you got to give some respect to the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, the season Jalen Hurts has had, if it wasn't for such phenomenal quarterback play uh, across the league, he, uh, I mean, he's in the MVP conversation, but I don't think he's necessarily got there. Uh, 
you know, bringing in AJ Brown, I think was probably one of the biggest moves any team had made this uh, in, the in the biggest, most recent offseason. The biggest move somebody yeah. made, a team made this offseason because we saw what happened with Tennessee Titans, putrid offense, and it turned Jalen Hurts into an MVP candidate. Absolutely. And I mean, Devontae Smith has been balling in the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's he's looked almost just as good as A.J. Brown in the in the last three, four or five weeks. I mean, it's it's an offense that knows how to they know what they're good at and they can and they and they don't necessarily try to be anyone else. You know, they know Jalen Hurts. He can throw the ball, but he's one of the best running quarterbacks in the NFL right now. They know they can use that running game with Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Obviously, the weapons at receiver. I mean, it is. It is a good matchup for this for the San Francisco 49ers defense, and I'm excited to watch these two go out. Here's the here here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. What play what player or coach is under the most pressure? Because to me, I think Nick Sirianni is under the most pressure. Because I mean you could say Philadelphia is better here, San Francisco's better here. But there's one area where the Eagles, to most experts, possess a major advantage, and that's with Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy. So Nick Sirianni has got to win this game. Yep. Because if the Niners don't win this game, everybody is saying, well, you still want a rookie, a seventh-round rookie quarterback. So what if he's Mr. Relevant and basically 8-0 in mean for <laughs> Eight and all meaningful games, but if the Eagles don't win this game, especially in that town, they're not going to like Mr. Sirianni. You're 100 percent right. I mean, you know, Kyle Shanahan's been almost playing with with uh, house money over there in San Francisco this season. I mean, you got a seventh round, the last pick of the NFL draft has led you to a conference championship. I mean, if that's not playing with house money, I don't know what is. But then on the flip side, I mean, you're the Eagles. You were undefeated for for uh, you were the last undefeated team for a long stretch there. You're the one seed going into the playoffs. You're playing a conference championship game at home in Philadelphia against a seventh round rookie quarterback. You you leave the storyline there, and it's it's pitchforks and 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 torches uh, if Philadelphia loses this game. Obviously, there's more to it than that. You're playing against the best defense in the league. This team added Christian McCaffrey halfway through the season, which is uh, not a bad little uh, not a lot bad little addition. But you're absolutely right. I mean, especially on paper, Nick Sirianni is is the guy who's got to be the most nervous if 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 things go south for their team. But um, you know, it's it's conference champ- championship football. Anything can happen. I want to know, Dylan, who is one player? that people might not be talking about in this football game that you think could really kind of take the spotlight? Oh, Lane Johnson. There you go. I like it. Because guess who the San Francisco 49ers have on their defensive line? Uh, Nick Bosa. Probably going to win defensive player of the year. Mm -hmm. One problem that a Lane Johnson might be the best tackle. I don't care if he's left tackle, right tackle. He may be the best tackle in football. And we saw last week this coming back from that abdominal injury where Lane Johnson made a huge difference. The Eagles look like the Eagles team the first two months of the regular season. Like that giant team uh, from the opening drive of that game, the Giants didn't have any prayer winning that game. 
Yeah, I mean, it, you're exactly right. You, and then you combo that with Jason Kelsey. I mean, Jalen Hurts, you know, obviously he's a phenomenal runner to the quarterback, but you put him behind an offensive line like that, and you got five or six seconds to throw the ball. I mean, that, that doesn't help your uh, your chances – that doesn't hurt your chances as a quarterback either. So I love that pick. I think that's got to be – I mean, you you talk about – skill players for skill players and quarterbacks versus quarterbacks, but you got to give the big guys, you got to give the guys in the trenches some credit. I mean, that has got to be one of the best matchups. If, I mean, especially I know that any former offensive defensive line of uh, whether it's high school, college, you know, professional, anyone who's been in those trenches, you know that they're looking forward to this football game because I mean, with the likes of the defense that, that San Francisco has and that ridiculously just, together offensive line that Philadelphia has is, I mean, those, those big guys are going to be putting on a show today. Yeah. Eagles led the NFL in sacks with, as a team with 70, Nick Bosa led the NFL in sacks. You've got great offensive lines, great defensive lines. It's, it's more like an old school football game in 2023. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's only three more football games left, Dylan. I got to know. I mean, we may as well just go. I, I don't know. You want to save? You want to do uh, a game pick for after no, each Save it at the end. Save, save it for the end. All right. Perfect. Well, any uh, anything else NFC Championship wise you want to touch on? Except the Philly cheesesteaks. Nah, I mean, that'd be sure nice right about now. But. <laughs> okay. Well, we head from Philly cheesesteaks to barbecue. And uh, you know what that means, right? I sure do. Uh, we have a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game between the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I can't believe I'm saying this, but Joe Burrow and the Bengals are 3-0 and against Mahomes the last 13 months. Yeah. But wait, did I just say that? You sure did. You sure I'm not making up that? Like, can you verify that? Uh, let me Let me call my sources. Yep, nope. We're good to go there. Okay. So, my first question to you, Alex. <laughs> can how can the how can the Chiefs change the narrative of this story? Because I think when the Chiefs saw that game, they're like, oh no, not again. So how did the Chiefs change history against Burrow and the Bengals? Easiest way for the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game is to keep the Bengals off the field. Long since long sustained drives. If you can get Isaiah Pacheco moving the ball, if you can get some quick little passes to any of those wideouts, every play doesn't have to be a home run because if you hit a home run every play, of course, I mean you've got you've got the opportunities, you've got deep threats, you've got Travis Kelsey, but you're just giving the ball right back to Joe Burrow and that Bengals offense. If you can control the clock, if you can control the game, if you can get a run game going, the Bengals defense isn't, I mean, it's not the 49ers. You're not going up against the 49ers defense. It's, I mean, obviously the threat when it comes to Cincinnati is Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Joe Mixon. I mean, those are the guys that you're scared of on defense. If the Kansas City Chiefs and and you don't want Patrick Mahomes running around making ridiculous like play 
extending plays anyway with 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 this injury he's coming off of as well as Travis Kelsey's banged up you want to be able to run the football you want to be able to control the clock you want to be able to control the game and you want to keep Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati Bengals offense off the field because if you have the football that means they don't and uh you know you you just that that's that's the only way I see the Chiefs being able to win this game is really just being able to have have a proficient running game being able to keep the Cincinnati Bengals defense honest and and really just just trying to limit the opportunities, uh, trying to limit the opportunities Joe Burrow can take to beat you. Well, I never thought I never thought you would say the Chiefs need to run the ball today, but maybe with Mahomes' ankle, it changes things. But um, Mahomes suffered this a similar high ankle sprain week one, I think twenty nineteen. Oddly enough, against the Jags. I don't know why Mahomes suffered signing for Springs against the Jags. And then Mahomes looked like Mahomes the next three weeks. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I'm never going to count out Patrick Mahomes when it comes to uh, playoff football. But I mean, as, as we've uh, confirmed earlier on the show, I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals have, have a run going and it's going to take something special and it's going to take some, you know, a really almost a Heisman moment almost from, from Patrick Mahomes today to really be able to, uh, I think, turn it around because they're dealing with injuries. The Cincinnati Bengals are hot. I mean, the Chiefs are hot, too, but it's going to be a tough one. But I want to know from you, Dylan, obviously, you know, we've got high powered offense first high powered offense in this game. Which defense are you most comfortable taking? To, to get you to the Super Bowl today, because obviously, I mean, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and all we, we know all these names. But whenever you talk about the superstars from these football teams, there's not many defensive players that, that are coming out of your mouth. Who's who, which defensive unit do you think is best equipped to win this football game? Uh, the Bengals, because I really am a real, real and the Bengals are just better than any team in the league. I mean, we saw. I think in the, the three games between the Bengals and Chiefs, well, Kansas City has scored six points in the fourth quarter. Six points. Yeah. Six points in the fourth quarter of those three games. Secondly, we've seen where Kansas City's offense has gone nuclear at times, where Tyreek Hill, when he was in Kansas City before uh, – Swimming in Miami. <laughs> and Travis Kelsey have both gone off in big games. And unfortunately, my Jags couldn't get anywhere near Kelsey last week. But we've seen what Cincinnati, but in particular, has been able to stop Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And today, Travis Kelsey might get 10, 12 targets, but I don't know if he's going to go. I don't think he'll go anywhere like 14 for 98 and two touchdowns. If he gets... 14 receptions today, the Kansas City Chiefs stand a good chance of winning this game. Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. You take away Tyreek Hill, and obviously the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes have shown they don't need Tyreek Hill to, to succeed, to be put in the places for success. But sure, wouldn't it be nice? I mean, imagine how much more confident the Chiefs would be going into this game with Tyreek Hill. I mean, Travis Kelsey is... One of the best players in the National Football League. I think he's somehow underrated. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the just, best tight end in football be underrated. I because it's I don't think people quite realize the gap 
between uh, Travis Kelsey and the number two tight end. I mean, you you talk about the best wide receivers in football. It's Tyreek Hill. It's Justin Jefferson. I mean, those are I think those are the top two guys, and it's pretty consensus. Obviously, there's other names that that can give you a shout, but uh, you know, you talk about number two tight end in the league. I mean, Mark Mark Andrews probably jumps out. I think George Kittle, especially not maybe not this year, but as far as consistency throughout seasons, George Kittle has to be up there. You know, it's Hawkinson going forward, Hawkinson. But yeah, these are all like guys that you're kind of suggesting. It's not I mean, there's no locked in number two. And and Travis Kelsey is so locked in as the number one tight end. I don't think people quite realize how big of a gap is. And I don't think people give enough appreciation to what that means. I mean, being so much better than the next best position player in the entire league is something that I think should go a little bit more. I think Travis Kelsey should be in the MVP conversation every year, but unfortunately the MVP trophy isn't an MVP trophy. It's a most important quarterback or most best quarterback award. It's not even most valuable. I don't even think it's the trophy has gone so backwards, I think, but I digress. It's it's if you're exactly right. If Travis Kelsey banged up, if Patrick Mahomes banged up, if they if the two of them can keep their connection going strong, that is, I mean, it's it, it's the scariest part of that offense, and it's the thing that can beat you, and it's the thing that you know. I if I'm um, the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm I'm going to try my absolute hardest to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, you mentioned wide receivers literally, and uh, Alex, uh, you forgot about somebody. But is Jamal Chase the most talented receiver in football? I mean. I don't know. After watching, it, it's so tough because you, you think about Jamar Chase and you think about Tyreek Hill and you think about Justin Jefferson and they all are so skilled at what they do. I mean, Justin Jefferson can do things that Jamar Chase and Tyreek Hill can't do. Jamar Chase can do things that Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson can't do. And obviously Tyreek Hill can do things that Justin Jefferson and, and, and Jamar Chase can't do. It's it's a three-headed monster at the top. Do I think he's he's the most skilled wide receiver in the NFL? I think I honestly have to give it to Justin Jefferson. I mean, some of the catches that that, that man makes in the clutchest of moments. I mean, Jamar Chase too. It's it's a three it's a three-horse race at the top. I don't they're so different players that I don't think I can necessarily hammer down and say that Jamar Chase is the most talented receiver in the league. I think you might disagree with me there, it looks like. Uh, but where was Justin Jefferson that wild card game against the Giants in the third and fourth quarter of that wild card game against the Giants? You're right. I mean, obviously, it, it it's hard to say. I mean, Kirk Cousins versus Joe Burrow versus Tua. I mean, you, there's so many factors that go into it. I think Cincinnati has a better coaching staff than, than Minnesota does. I think you sure. know, there's there's so many factors that. It's it's hard for me to say. I mean, I think Justin Jefferson. I, I mean, I think Jamar Chase is on the best team of the three. I don't think it's really it's it's not really close. So how much does that weigh in? I mean, yes, he is having the most success right now, but he is Jamar Chase is built for success, man. I mean, he's playing with his college quarterback. He's got two other insanely talented wide receivers that play with him. A very functional tight end. A great running game. And like I said, I mean, he's got Joe Burrow. It's 
there's a lot of benefiting factors that help Jamar Chase. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I'm just saying I think to to say that he is without a doubt the most talented receiver, there's there's factors there that make me question it, but he's um, up there. I will say this. I think I think Jamal Chase could be Kansas City's worst nightmare because in the three games, Kansas City's not stopped Jamal Chase. I mean, you remember, what was it, week 17 last year when he caught, I think it was 11 passes for 260-plus yards and three touchdowns. One people a lot of money in that week. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's it's hard to – I mean, it's hard to argue against. I, mean, I know I just spent the last five minutes doing it, but – I mean, the proof is in the pudding. They can't, uh, Jamar Chase and the Cincinnati Bengals are still playing football. And, and you know, Justin Jefferson and Tyree Hill are, are at home sitting on their couch. So if, if that has anything to do with it, I mean, you, you might be – you're probably right there. But, of course, I mean, he's he's the number one receiver for one of the top two quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I mean, it's going to be a show. It's going to be a show, and I can't wait to watch it. But uh, I think it's time to move on to a little segment that we haven't done in a while. A little bit of fun here. Dylan is one of the smartest people I know, especially when it comes to the National Football League. And he tasked me with trying to find a trivia question that I could stump him in regards to conference championship weekend. I don't have faith that I got a question that I believe could stump him. I actually got two just in case to, to save face a little bit. Um, you know, you probably know it, Dylan, but I'm going to ask you my first one anyway. There's one team in the National Football League history, you're going to get this right away, that have won both the NFC Championship game and the AFC Championship game. Who is that team? And because I think you're going to get it, what year? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Could you uh, repeat the question? There is one team in NFL history who has won an NFC championship game and an AFC championship game. Who is that team? Hmm. I thought you were going to jump all over those. NFC can't beat the Seahawks. Why not? Because they didn't win an AFC title. They played and won against the Raiders back in like 83, I think it was. Oh, I asked the question wrong. Appeared in both the (laughs) NFC Championship game and AFC Championship game. Oops. (laughs) My fault there. So it is the Seahawks. And you. what year did you say that was? 83 and then 2005 and then the Legion of Boom teams. You're absolutely 100% right, Dylan. I knew you were. That was my fault. I I asked the question wrong, but uh, you nailed it anyway. You even got the answer right when I asked it wrong. How about that? Do you want my backup or? uh... Yes. Yes. You're probably going to get this. This was actually probably easier. Let me rephrase it to make it a little tougher. There were two teams. One one of these two teams had appeared in the NFC Championship game 
every year for 14 years straight minus one. Who are the teams? So for 14 years, one of these two teams appeared in the NFC Championship game every year except for one season when they didn't in the middle. Uh, I'm sure uh, the San Francisco 49ers would be one of those teams. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Let me think. What years did they encompass? That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, try and think about the years that you think they would have been on that run and what other NFC teams were, were pretty good. Cowboys? Not quite. You're close. Uh, These two teams also played. Packers? No. They also played against each other at one point during that run. In a year that you just mentioned. Oh, gosh. The years are 81 to 94. Okay, okay. Uh, Washington. There it is. Yep. The Washington Redskins, Commanders, whatever you want to call them, or the San Francisco 49ers appeared in the NFC Championship game every year from 1981 to 1994, except in what year? This should be easy. Wait, hold on. Uh, eighty-five. Yeah, because the Ram- I think the Rams played the Bears in that NFC title game. You are right. You are correct, sir. Because the Bears uh whooped up on Eric Dickerson that afternoon at Soldier Field. Yeah. How do I know that endless information? I mean, you're a genius. I, I saw it coming. It-, it you had to work it through there a little- for a little bit, but uh, you know, you definitely got it. So congratulations, Zone. You win. The Big D trivia. I don't have a trophy for you, but I don't need a participation trophy. <laughs> okay, Alex. So uh, you know we do, we do our friendly DK head-to-head showdown every week. So uh, this is the last classic slate of the NFL season. So who are you using against me? Oh, Dylan, I like my lineup this week. I uh, I think I have something good coming for you. Uh, let me bring it up just to make sure I got everyone accounted for. At quarterback, starting at quarterback, no, <laughs> uh, Joe Burrow. I think, I think as we mentioned earlier, with Jamar Chase playing against the uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs as well as he does, he was one of the cheaper options on the quarterback slate. I think I once I saw Joe Joe Burrow was the third, I think third, I think quarterback on the slate. Easy money. 6800 bucks. Lock me up, Joe Burrow, as my quarterback. My running backs had to pick the two best in the game, Christian McCaffrey and Joe Mixon. McCaffrey had an injury designation earlier through the week, but I had a feeling that that would not be too big of a factor. Um, I think every other running back on the slate, I I, I almost went McKinnon, which I've done in, in multiple weeks throughout the playoffs, but he's let me down a little bit. So uh, McCaffrey and Mixon locked it in. I wasn't able to get Jamar Chase, so I went with the next best, op- best option. T. Higgins uh, for 5400 I think, is a steal. Uh, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to put a lot of focus on Jamar Chase today, and uh, T. Higgins is going to get his looks. Uh, wide receiver as well, Devontae Smith. Look at his numbers in most, most recent weeks. I mean, against the Giants, 18 fantasy points. Against the Giants, 14 fantasy points. 
against the Saints, 23 and a half, 34.3, 20.6, 17.4, 24.2. It's a slim reaper. Lock it in. Uh, Juwan Jennings had to, had to take a cut, had to take a hit. Uh, 3.3 3, or, or 3,300. I wanted some star power. I had to take a hit somewhere. So Juwan Jennings, who knows? He's got a couple catches. We'll see what he can do. Uh, tight end Travis Kelsey went for the superstar. I mentioned it. There's no number two tight end that's anywhere close. Give me Travis Kelsey in my flex. I needed to go cheap again. Hayden Hurst for three thousand. I'm going the dual tight end route on you. I've done it before and it paid off for me. I think uh, for thirty thousand, Hayden Hurst is probably the best value at that money at that price point. And then the Cincinnati Bengals defense. I think that's the lineup to knock you off, Dylan. Uh. I've got I went uh Burrow for my quarterback, CMC, Mixon. I did make one, I did make a couple of different deviations from you. I am using Jamal Chase. Okay. Not just because it's his second game, but because I think it's got a better chance of of go, of having more points because you've got a great quarterback in Joe Burrow and a great quarterback in Pat Mahomes. I am, am also using Debo Samuel because this is Debo's time. And yeah. I'm not 100% Elijah, Elijah Mitchell plays tonight. So, And uh, I am using T. Higgins because I do remember what happened in last year's AFC Championship game and what happened in Week 13 when T. Higgins can go bananas. Yeah. Now... Unlike you, I'm not using Travis Kelsey, and I am scared to death of it. <laughs> because I remember what happened last week, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. I'm using, Dallas, I'm using Dallas Goddard. All right. By then, 4,100. I think it's actually decent matchup for Philadelphia's pass offense against San Francisco. Teams don't run it on the nine, so I think it'll be a lot of Jalen Hurts Hopefully, all the passes go to Goddard and not A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. And I also like Hayden Hurts. The 3K wide receivers this week are absolute garbage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I do think with this two-game slate, double tight end, walk, and uh, for defense, I've got the Bengals. All right. We got a lot of similarities there. It's bound to happen with only uh two football games going on today. But uh, yeah, the big the big the big decision was whether was which two out of McCaffrey, Chase, and Kelsey the use. Yeah. Kelsey, I went Chase. Exactly. We will see how it how it turns out. I think I beat you last week. Uh so I'm Don't ready. remind me. I'm uh ready to uh take the crown going into Super Bowl Sunday or flag football festivities whatever we call it whatever we're doing next week but um other than that i think there's only thing one let one last thing to do dylan yeah who is ultimately going to the super bowl in glendale for me cincinnati bengals are making another appearance and they will be taking on the san francisco 49ers i think defense wins championships i think uh as good as the philadelphia eagles are I think Brock Hardy doesn't make mistakes. He's been shown to not make mistakes. He has Christian McCaffrey in his back pocket. He has George Kittle. He has Debo Samuel. 
I like the San Francisco 49ers in a great football game, and I like the Cincinnati Bengals in a great football game. Two great games today, and that's your Super Bowl. What about you, Dylan? Uh, before the playoffs, I picked the 49ers, but after seeing what the Eagles did last weekend, it may have been against Andrew Jones. I think it, I think it will be fly, Eagles, fly. All right. We got some differences there. I love to see it. And in and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes are going to be 0 and 4 against Burr and the Bengals. I can't believe I'm saying it. I think the Bengals are going to win. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it just it's a hard team to bet against at this point. <laughs> yeah, you. you I don't care if the Bengals have if the Bengals protect Joe Burrow. I think I, I'm not. I don't see how Kansas City wins this game. Yeah, unless exactly. Mahomes throws for like nine million yards again. <laughs> Which, knowing him, you can't necessarily rule that out of the equation. But uh, no, we would need some Mahomes magic for sure today. Who knows? Will we see it? Mahomes magic. I mean, the Burrow Jamar Chase connection, Brock. The Brock star taking on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I mean, it's it's going to be a fun day of football, Dylan. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to talk about it with you next week. And uh, you know, it's we got one more one more day of football until Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, one more you know slate of football until Super Bowl Sunday. It's uh it's what you pay the big bucks for, and I'm ready to watch it. I can't wait to see it. And uh, you know, here we are. Come down to this.